Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We continue in the second chapter of Acts. And if you remember from the previous episodes, Peter is responding. He's responding to the outpouring of the Holy Spirit upon the uh, disciples, the 120 that had been gathered together. And the people of Jerusalem heard all the ruckus. And so they came and said, you know, what is this? And they, they were dumbfounded because they were hearing of the, uh, the mighty works of God, the mighty deeds of God. They were hearing these mighty deeds of God in their own languages, and there were multitudes of languages <laughs> that they were hearing it in. So Peter stands up, and he calls them, calls their attention. He says, hey, this is not what you think it is. They're not drunk. It's only 9 o'clock in the morning. But he said, this is what Joel has prophesied of. So he went through that. And then Peter himself says, now, men of Israel, listen to these words. He says, Jesus the Nazarene, a man attested to you by God with miracles and wonders and signs, which God performed through him in your midst, just as you yourself know. This man, this Jesus, delivered over by the predetermined plan and foreknowledge of God, you nailed to a cross by the hands of godless men and put him to death. So Peter told them exactly what was happening, why it was happening, what had happened to Jesus, why it happened to Jesus. I mean, just so many details. We went through some of them in the last couple of episodes, but there's so many things here, folks, to glean and to understand, particularly within the counsel of the entire balance of the Word of God. There's words here that the church has been divided over. Okay, and if you simply pay attention to what the Word says, there's no reason to be divided. Words such as predetermined, words such as foreknowledge, miracles, wonders, signs, all these things. And we want to sit there and say, oh, well, I know what that means. I know, I know what that means. And then we take our stance upon what someone else believes to be the truth about that. Just listen. Just listen. Pay careful attention. If you hear someone teaching and preaching and they speak more, okay, now hear me carefully here, and they speak more of their church or our church or their denomination or the names of the founding father or fathers of their particular religious movement, if you hear any of that, then you know you've got a problem, okay? And there is a lot of that problem in the world today, okay? And then... Peter closed uh, this part of what he was saying uh, with the 24th verse where he says, but you know what? God raised Jesus up again, putting an end to the agony. Remember how that was birth pains of death since it was impossible for him to be held in his power. And then the next verse, Peter continues talking, but now he quotes David. So he quoted Joel, the prophet, and then he spoke and told them what had happened. And remember this, Peter experienced this. Okay, He experienced the life of Jesus. Now he comes back and he says, for David says of him. So now uh, Peter, empowered by the Holy Spirit, is going to apply and interpret what David has to say about him. And the him is about Jesus. And so one of the more interesting things that you can do when you're uh, reading the Gospels and reading the New uh, Testament 
is to watch how the Lord in his word interprets the Old Testament, how the New Testament interprets the Old Testament. And we know that if you're reading the English translation generally, not all of them, but most of them, if there's a quotation from the Old Testament, it'll be in all caps. Now, there's a lot of things that are allusions, they, not illusion, but allusion. <laughs> They're alluding uh, to something in the Scripture, okay? But if it's all caps, it's saying, okay, this is from a portion of the Scripture. And then watch how the writers, empowered by the Spirit, take that Scripture and how they interpret it. Quite often, if you're reading that Old Testament passage, you would go, well, I, I didn't get that out of that in light of this. <laughs> well, that's part of the illumination and enlightenment of the Spirit. There's a little bit of that going on right here. So watch this, 25th verse, Acts 2. For David says of him, here's the quote, and this is out of Psalm 16, by the way. I saw the Lord always in my presence, for he is at my right hand, so that I will not be shaken. Therefore, my heart was glad and my tongue exalted. Moreover, my flesh also will live in hope because you will not abandon my soul, the Hades, nor allow your Holy One to undergo decay. You have made known to me the way of life. You will make me full of gladness with your presence. So literally the 25th to the 28th verse here is uh, Peter saying this is what David says, okay? Now let me jump over to Psalm 16 and just read this. This is Psalm 16, verse 8 through 11. It says this, I have set the Lord continually before me because he is at my right hand. I will not be shaken. Therefore, my heart is glad and my glory rejoices. My flesh also will dwell securely. For you will not abandon my soul to Sheol, nor will you allow your Holy One to undergo decay. You will make known to me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. In your right hand there are pleasures forever. Now, quite often people will sit there and say, well, that doesn't say exactly what the New Testament says. In other words, Peter, in saying this is what David says of him, and then Peter quotes an Old Testament passage. Well, when you go read the Old Testament passage, it isn't verbatim, word for word for word, what we have here. <laughs> yeah, no joke. So what's going on? Well, more often than not, here's what's happening. Uh, we're reading from an English translation. You know, English is a rather new language, particularly the way we use it. My goodness. Go back and read some Shakespeare from just a few hundred years ago, and it's like, is this the same language? Go read the Canterbury Tales in the original language, and you'll really wonder, you know? So we're, having, we're dealing with translations. Also, we know the New Testament was predominantly written in Greek, Old Testament predominantly Hebrew, some Aramaic. And uh, so you had translations things that are going on here. Uh, was Peter uh, referring here from the Septuagint, which is the Greek translation of the Hebrew Old Testament? Probably. Okay. Or was he referring back to the Hebrew? Was he saying this, saying that? We, we don't know. But if you're a scholar, they can probably get into it and you see more detail than you and I want to get into right now. <laughs> Seriously, no joke. So it's not so much a verbatim word-for-word quote, but we, say, we see that the ideas are exactly the same. 
So what were the ideas right here? David was saying, I saw the Lord always in my presence. The Lord was in the presence, for he is at my right hand, so that I will not be shaken. David was speaking of that of himself, right? So he says, because of this, my heart was glad, my tongue exalted. Moreover, my flesh will live in hope. Why? Because you will not abandon my soul to Hades. In other words, you will not abandon me, Lord. You will not forsake me. Now, this is the biggie, verse 27. Nor allow your holy one to undergo decay. David wasn't speaking of himself as being a holy one, though he was sort of speaking of himself. Because how are we described, folks? We're described as saints, holy ones, to undergo decay. The idea being that we're not going to rot away for all eternity. But also, David, whether he knew it or not, he may have known it, he may not have known it. Because, you know, we also see in Psalm 22, there's some things that David spoke but it's prophesying, it is foreshadowing, and speaking of Messiah himself will not undergo decay. And you've made me known, uh, have made known to me the ways of life. You will make me full of gladness in your presence. The Spirit moved upon Peter to reveal that this was fulfilled in and through the Lord Jesus Christ. And in the fulfillment through the Lord Jesus Christ is fulfilled in us, that we can have gladness in his presence, that we can have life in his presence, that our souls will not be abandoned to Hades, that um, we will not undergo decay, that there is life for us thereafter in and through the Lord Jesus Christ. Some amazing stuff here when you see how these things are interpreted by uh, uh, by the scripture. Well, my time is up. We'll continue talking about this more later, okay? Again, I'm Dale. I'll see y'all then. Goodbye.